Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. On today's episode, we have Kat Sadler. I think you're all used to hearing her interview people, um, especially on her podcast, Naked, with Kat Sadler, but... She is so wonderful. We loved having her on. We talked all about um, her journey as a single mom for much of her kid's life and um, her perspective and experience with that. And then she gave us some insight into having teenage boys, which was like so awesome for me because I think about it hear all it. the time. You'll want to hear about it. Yeah, she went there. We got real honest and naked with Kat Sadler. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, but before we get to that and talking about being real, let's talk about a company called The Real Real. Jay, how was your experience, by the way, Great. the other day? You guys, I consigned 75 items oh that God. they've all approved. So 75 of things from my own personal closet you can now find on The Real Real, along with other iconic luxury items at an unreal value. They are the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. It's amazing. So new arrivals come in daily, and every item undergoes the Real Real's meticulous authentication process, which yes, you saw for Yes, trust me. I was like bated breath waiting to see if they would approve my stuff. It's like nerve-wracking. And they employ over 100 brand specialists, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of item- items each day to ensure that everything is you know, real, real, real. Yes, and shop luxury the sustainable way. You can go online, download the app, or visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood and their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. And consigners like me, what I did was I had the Real Real's white glove service for free in-home pickup today. It was so awesome. Uh, I'm going to get credit. I'm going to make money. I'm going to probably shop with that money. But it's a wonderful company that you can trust, and they have the best stuff. That's so cool. So you could shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's therealreal.com, promo code REAL for 20% off select items. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mama Said. I'm Jamie. And I'm Jenna. It's Jack Jack's birthday today. Happy birthday to Jackie. Yes. Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. I'll get right into my yes. win fails. My win is just that my baby boy is two. I can't believe oh it. Oh my God. I can't believe what an intelligent, funny, loving little boy I have. Smushy. He's the smushiest, the cutest. He looks nothing like me, so he feels like a present. Like, he just feels like this, like, like Bo, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. He can trigger my emotions. He's the love of my life. But Jack is just like my, like, little stud that just, like, yes. is like, he's like my cherry on top. My mm. God. So my baby boy is too. I love him so much. I'm so proud of him. Um, my fail is I've planned nothing. 
That's Jorge. Okay. His birthday. That's he has no a... idea what a birthday Wait, is, and is that... I'm running with that. I think that's a win. <laughs> I really do. Although my parents are in Palm Springs this weekend, um, so we're going to drive down to go see them for a day or two, and we'll have like a little poolside birthday for him. And I, I bet guess. you the weather will be amazing. I hope so. Yeah. But um, again, he has no idea. But I'm going to bring home some balloons and um, give him a big garbage truck. And another vacuum cleaner, because those are his two obsessions, vacuums and garbage trucks. Perfect. So happy birthday, my baby boy. I love you. Happy birthday, Jack. Um, okay. When is that Daisy is still doing amazing in school? Yes. And I just feel like it's, you know, I'm it's not... It's such a big deal, It's such Jenna. a win. It could have really been the complete opposite. Yeah, it's a big deal, and it's a win. And um, I, I think, you know, I've, I've said this before, but, you know, I'm just going to keep riding the... The train of like, I really think that like I did a, a decent you job did. preparing her. You and, definitely did. And like and I also said, like bringing this, her there for my life. That helps sure helped. so much. She came to every single drop off for two years of her life. So, yeah. you know, it's very different for the second child. And I don't really have a fail this week. Um, I feel like the week's been going really well. And I just don't want to Roll say anything negative. I don't want to like give that like little nope. like yuckiness so no, no, just, that's my win and Great. that's it well celebrations all around yes. um today on the show we are going to talk to an amazing woman about being a single mom and some teenage boy talk maybe some like thing to look forward to for me i need that by the way yeah so uh we will be right back with our guest today kat sadler whether you're a fan of wellness and lifestyle site Goop or just curious about wellness topics that push the boundaries, you are going to want to watch The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow launching on Netflix January 24th. I am so excited for this. So in episode one, Gwyneth says, we're here one time, one life. How can we milk the shit out of this? Which is the impetus behind what drives Gwyneth's curiosity into these topics. Yes, it's hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop Chief Content Officer Elise Lonin. And the six-episode series guides the deeply curious viewer through an exploration of wellness topics. They have a psychedelics episode, which... I'm very into. I did mean, you, you know, the, I love... uh, did you see the uh, commercial for this? Yes, I'm obsessed. By the way, and there's somebody named Dr. John Amaral, who I have had the pleasure of having many sessions with. So she gets to share his magic with the world, which I'm very excited for everyone. Wait, to speaking see. of magic, there is a female pleasure episode, mm -hmm. which is Cutter literally to going that. to blow my mind. I mean, doesn't she have no a candle out called "This Smells Like My Vagina"? Yeah. Anyway, there's an yes. energy healing episode of the one I was talking about with Dr. John Amaral, anti-aging cold therapy, psychic medium. I mean, this is right up my alley. So The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow launching on Netflix January 24th. Watch it with us. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Our guest today is Kat Sadler. She is currently executive producer and host of the podcast Naked with Kat Sadler. Some of her guests include Jennifer Lawrence, Lisa Ling, Kate Bosworth, not too shabby. Naked is a safe place for women to expose themselves, share themselves, and ultimately connect with listeners in a way that reminds the audience that they are not alone in their personal or professional struggles. I love it so much, Kat. Every episode begins with Kat and her guests taking something off. So something to shed, to set the tone for an open, honest, vulnerable, intimate exchange 
Um, just please welcome the beautiful and incredible Kat Sadler. So nice. Hi, Thanks for having me, guys. I'm we got to so have you over to my bedroom. Oh, my God. Yes. Off. Can we come in our PJs? Yes. That's the beauty of it. That's Great. the best part. Yeah. Well, before we get into all the mommy stuff, yes. tell us about like how Naked was born. Tell yeah. us about the, tell our listeners about the podcast so we get them over listening thank to you, you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I've been a journalist for ever um, for several decades and when I left E you know I was on TV every single day but my favorite part of the job was always the art of the interview and as you know you know when you work for a corporation you're told who to interview you go on assignment you know it's chopped up and edited down to like 30 seconds and it's you know it's very specific based on whatever you know this Jamie you know it's a a movie is coming out or a movie premiere whatever they become sound bites yeah and it's very you know which by the way there's a place for that and I enjoyed that obviously that served me very well for very long but I always did my favorite part of the job was interviewing people Mm -hmm. and and learning their stories or or whatever so I wanted to dig into that in a much deeper more meaningful more purpose-driven way and I started doing it on my website I have a blog called thecatwalk.com and at first, it was just me transcribing interviews and just writing because mm. I love to write as well. And I thought, oh, this will be great content for my website. But the more people said yes, which, by the way, that was amazing when I thought, I want people to get naked. I want them to get raw. I want them to reveal parts of themselves they don't normally yeah. because back to what you said in the intro, I think when we share like that, we feel less alone. So Absolutely. if people in these audiences can go, oh, wait a minute, hold on. That successful woman in whatever industry she's in, she suffered through this or she came through the adversity, then I can too. So that's how it kind of started. But I had these guests over and when you can't hear it, and even still when you can't see it, there, there's something that's lost from the interview. It's not as powerful. So after I was transcribing the interviews only for my website, then I was like, this has to – the podcast was the natural evolution. Yeah. yeah. And I love the podcast space because it is so freeing, as you guys know. It's like there's no limitations, there's no shoulds, there's no boundaries. You it's don't kind of like therapy. It really is. Yeah. I think for it's, both you know, parties. Exactly. I mean, you're exactly right too, because through this process, I don't think what I predicted, you know, I'm having these wonderful conversations and luckily our community is growing really fast and people feel very touched by the content. But I, I have to get naked too. Sure, and yeah. that is – that's new for me being on the other side. You know, I was used to asking the questions, getting the story. And so it's – I've had to walk the walk and become more vulnerable and share more. So sometimes I'm better at it than other times. But – uh, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah. yeah, it's therapeutic for your guests. It's therapeutic for you as the host. Yeah. The audience seems to really like. I just love here. I mean, thank God for social media. That's one of the best things. You get all this feedback, and people mm-hmm. say yeah. they're touched or they learned something, or you know, it's just it, I love the space. I yeah. just love it, and that's what that's kind of what we're aiming to exactly. do here when yeah. it comes to parenting, because you know, I mean, it's it's. It's an area of life you get judged probably the hardest and not only by other people, but by your own self. Mm-hmm. And you can just, it can really debilitate you with the guilt and the shame and oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Am I f***ing them up? Mm-hmm. And so just having the open, honest conversation each week and also giving our guests an opportunity to reveal a part of a their life side. that they maybe don't get to share. It right. is really nice and it's liberating and Look, I've met you so many times and been interviewed by you, so this is so fun to turn the tables and be able to sit here (laughs) and learn more about you and your life, because I've always just thought you're so wonderful, and my friend Ben Lyons is like one of your biggest fans and loves you so much. Love him. um, 
We're so grateful that you're here to sit and talk with us because it's something we've actually haven't talked about that a lot of our Facebook listeners have written about um, and talking about being a single mom. Yeah. I mean, that. Mm -hmm. look, we're talking about motherhood and and it's hard and we can bitch about our partners and our husbands, but I can't Mm -hmm. imagine what the journey was like Mm -hmm. as a single mama. So if you would just please indulge Dig us in. and share with <laughs> us uh, what what that was like for you. Well, you know what is interesting about even um even that terminology. I mean, my story is is quite unique. You know, yes, by definition I am a single mom. However, I have to say that um you know, when I divorced my I have two boys, they're 14 and 18 right now, but when they when um their father and I divorced, we before Chris and Gwyneth like consciously uncoupled, con- like yes. we really were kind of that that couple, and mm. that didn't come overnight, and that wasn't just like you know easy, but sure. we were very much from day one that was your on the same page about co-parenting. So mm-hmm. although he is in a different household, I mean, I just literally got off the phone with him on the way here. Their dad and I still very much. T- I mean, we talk every day. Sometimes almost it's almost too much Um, you know especially when I enter other relationships and and I was married again and so sometimes I have to really worry about that but um so I do have a lot of support from their father so that's huge um but yeah you're absolutely right still in my home you know I I hold it down and there's a lot of pressure associated with that and a lot of um probably a lot of weight that I, I, you get so in the, in the motion of life, you're on that hamster wheel and you know, as women, we just do, 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 Mm -hmm. give, give, give. And that's just kind of been my role Mm -hmm. since I can remember. So it's funny, you know, to be directly asked, like, what's it like being a single mom? I don't even, I don't even see it as that because I just, I just am. And I'm just, I'm just teaching. I'm just providing. I'm just, you know, um, up like every other mom yeah i still question my choices every day like all that's still there Even when they're teenagers <laughs> worse oh, oh girl i got stories i, I, I we're I'm gonna ready save to that go for the next section oh, because i'm God. i want to i have two boys four years apart as well yes. so i i want all the advice possible oh, quick gosh. question though how old are your boys when you got separated from um, your husband six and two because i know that's always such a big thing like the age yeah. of the children yeah. and there's yeah. never really a good age quote yeah. unquote to mm-hmm. get separated or get divorced but mm-hmm. you know some i my parents were divorced when i was young four and i don't really remember mm-hmm. a lot of it so yeah. is that good is that bad i don't know right. so i don't know same thing my mom yeah. and dad divorced when i was two yeah, and I I remember some stuff. You know, it's like that foggy memory sure. thing. Like until you're like five or yeah. six, you don't really get it. You don't maybe understand. I remember the feeling of um, not chaos, but I remember it was turbulent. Right. That's what I remember. I didn't right. really maybe understand it, and well, I think you feel it. You feel that something's off, and mm-hmm. I remember that when I was going through my divorce from Kyle. Um, I certainly had comfort in the fact that I knew, you know, it wasn't something so crazy and salacious. I knew it wasn't like I was never going to speak to him again. Yeah. I knew, like, my boys were going to have a dad. So I had a lot of solace to take in all of that. But at the same time, like, I, I, and I think my oldest son has memories, and he's talked about it, of me being in the bathtub, bawling my mm-hmm. eyes out uncontrollably. And, like, you want you don't want your kids to see that. You want to, yeah. like, make it as... Um, easy as a transition as yeah. possible, but that's almost. But also, impossible. like, how beautiful to have your kids see you, 
you know, in pain, but then also rise up mm -hmm. and be better again, because that's such a good life lesson for, for your kids yeah. to see you struggle and then, and then be okay. I was going to say, yeah. I feel like so, so much, we put so much pressure on them not to see, not to see the pain, not to see the struggle, make things okay for them. And I support that. And I understand that that comes from a place of immense love that only a mother could understand. But at the same time, like I have that with my own like struggles that I have daily in my life with my MS where like some days I I'm really struggling and I try and, you know, have that stiff upper lip. But then there's other days where I'm like, I'm going to show them that today's hard. Yeah. No, because there's value is. in that. I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah, completely. there is value. It also exactly. gives them permission mm. when, and especially boys. Mm. Hello, you know, that's a whole other thing. Like, can boys show emotion? Can they cry? Can they appear weak? And I think that is a, that is to your point exactly. Yeah. Even win. like, I, even when I lose my shit on my kids, mm -hmm. I, I've started apologizing to Bo like a couple of minutes later when we both cooled down. And to yesterday, my, both my kids have been very ill, and he, he had like a fever tantrum against our nanny and when I quickly went out. And today, without me saying anything, she got here this morning, and I was coming back into the room, and I heard him say, Marie, I'm really sorry for how mm -hmm. I acted yesterday. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. my fucking up that I'm like upset at myself for, but when I tried to just show him that I'm human, like... I gave him permission to know that he f***ed up, but it's okay, and we can still love each other and come out on top from it. That's so great. Yeah. That's so great. That's a mommy win. So it's win. okay. Yeah, it is a mommy win. Yeah. So like you're saying, when your son has those memories, but mm -hmm. then he can see that life goes on, and you yeah. can fall in love again, and you can be happy mm -hmm. again. These are, are the important lessons. Mm -hmm. We can't protect them from everything. No, you're absolutely right. Did you guys see a marriage story yet? No. <laughs> I was <laughs> My husband won't watch it with me. Ooh, too too heavy, too dark. He's a, too... Yeah, he's uh, he's always he's so much. sensitive, very yeah. emotional, so he's worried. So he's going out of town next week, so that's when I think I'm going to sit down and watch it. Well, I highly recommend it. But I do like I recommend some recovery time because it is heavy. Yeah. Um, but my what made me think of that was my oldest Austin because he loves movies and he wants to be a filmmaker and that's our thing we always talk about movies and he's he's been you got to see a marriage story i mean what wow. what 18 year old boy like he First just kept yes. telling me i cannot me. believe you have an 18 year old oh god that, I know. you look weirder Younger than me thank you, really, you not you true so good yeah thanks I mean, that's young. so nice she's always been so gorgeous oh god love you always oh i even had a little too much tequila last night so that's very kind of yes, you i'm like girl. drinking my caffeine with jc yes 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 i saw that on social media Yes. I just said social medium. I'm tired. <laughs> I think we're all a little dragon <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, but Austin kept saying, you got to see it, you got to see it. And then I finally saw it and I understood why he was saying, see this movie, because the little boy in the movie during their divorce, you know, it's about a couple uncoupling. I mean, they had so many similarities, very wow. similar age, playing with the same Legos. And he really saw himself in that movie. Oh, and I know that's why he wanted me to see it. Oh, so with that, I mean, I cried uh, even more. I was just yeah. like, oh, of course. Yeah. That one, that, that, I almost feel like that movie, especially with your podcast and what you talk about, deserves a whole, a whole episode. Because Maybe we will actually, give it Once you see it, you should talk about it because I've had so many conversations <gasps> since about, like, some people see that movie as, oh, never get married. Watch that movie. You'll never want to get married. And I'm like, well, I didn't see it like that. I thought, like, you know, people are flawed and people, yeah. she still loves him, but this, people just, are human yes. and then people make mistakes. And then how do you just Our friend repair? Becca saw it as she never wants to get divorced. 
yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. That 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 is I think the sadness at the end. It's like it was kind of always repairable. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, and oh. but we gave up. Like all those, all those themes. But that's really what uplifting. movies are five tears made. Yeah. That's what movies are for. Yeah. That's what film and TV is for. Whether it's a fantasy to take you out of your life or a mirror to show your own life and your own story from a perspective out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, that's why actors, m- most of them, do what we do is because it's just beautiful to show the human experience. So You're giving me goosebumps. And you are too. tearing up. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry, too. <laughs> yeah. I love to cry. Oh, wait till you see it. Wait till you I see it. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Should we watch it together? Be prepared. Okay. Without the boys. Will you come over? Yeah, I will. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Can we get Scarlett? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, sorry, Kat. We went off track for a minute. I think I did that. Myself. No, please. It's well, what, you gave us the best idea, what, so thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you had, I would say, if you had to choose more of an ideal situation when mm. it came to your journey with with motherhood and divorce. And like you said, you just kept doing, as most women, we do. Uh-huh. But I'm sure there were those days, those weekends, those weeks where mm-hmm. it just felt like, man, this would be a lot easier with a partner. Yeah. I still feel like that. Is that terrible? I no. actually have I have a boyfriend who lives with me. And I still – it's it's so tricky because in my situation – see, I can't speak for everyone because everyone has not. different situations. But my situation, because I have – their father and because he is very involved and because we're in contact all the time it does seem more like the, the it's more about the physical labor in in yes, regards to yes. motherhood that's the most stressful yes, for me yeah. because um you know my boyfriend's amazing and supportive and my kids love him by the way which is wonderful You're so lucky i mean so lucky yeah i mean they adore him they're all very good friends like but his role is not stepdad. His role is not dad-dad. Like, they kick it. They're friends. They talk cars. They talk sneakers. Like, they are – it's it's really nice to have him in the house because I think they feel really good about me not being alone, to be honest, yeah. especially little boys. Like, I, I'm very aware that they worry about me, even if they don't mm-hmm. say it or show it really in so many ways. Um, but – they're not Nick's kids, right? They're my kids. So, you know, Nick takes care of the dogs and he does all these other wonderful things and he contributes, but they're still my kids. And so, yeah. you know, when it's laundry, I do it for three or four, you know, it, it, the 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 labor is divided very differently. So yeah. that's where I guess that's... that a decision you made where you're like, I'm going to keep this separate and not put this on you? You know, it hasn't been as much of like an overt conversation as more is it's it's probably, you know, it goes back to, again, we kind of just do everything anyway, because that way it gets done. So I'm, I'm just so used to it, you know, and so most of that burden just still falls on me, whether it's. And it should, like doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and orthodontist right, and applying yeah. to college and applying to high school. So and many appointments as they get appointments. older. Oh, my gosh, the appointments. I feel like I'm just getting into it now. I'm like, oh, oh my God, I have to do oh so many appointments gosh. for him. And then they're in school full time and then they have sports. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing the that it even gets schedules. done. I mean, and the flexibility to have that now is huge because I didn't have that for a very, very long time. So then you'd have to literally hire people to take your yeah. yes. kid to the pediatrician it's horribly talk about feeling guilty yes. right right um so so yeah so i guess that's when i sometimes you know if i'm super honest when i'm like i'm exhausted mm-hmm. it's because of that because you know you got right. yourself to take care of you've got two kids to take care of and then sometimes you know when you do even have a grown 
boyfriend, you're still taking care of them too, of let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's funny. I I recently went through a bit of a health journey myself, just uh, more hormone related and my adrenals being drained and fatigue. And like, I was, I was really struggling with a lot of that at the end of last year. And I kind of figured out what that was. But it, at the end of the day, it came down to me, you know, overexerting myself, right. not taking care and of it myself. It throws everything off that stuff. Everything. And I'm sure that's, you know, it's like, again, back to so many moms married or single, it comes down to, um, you know, again, we just, we just do and we give and we go. And, and I actually even pride myself on self-care because I get a lot of massages and I take care of myself yeah, and I yeah. do exercise and I'm still uh, fried a lot, yeah. you know? I read something recently about like how in today's society, it's almost like we brag about how stressed we are and how much we have to do. And like, when did that become something like it's not good for us, Mm-mm. but I do it because I can fit in my self-care. Like, yeah, my massages are 730 at night and my workouts are 1230 during the week because that's when the baby naps. But like that's when I can get it in and still feel like I was able to show up for all of my different relationships in my life, including the one with myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm fried. I'm so tired. But. I'm, you know, we're doing the best we can. I'm so fried. I can't even schedule those self-care things yet. But (gasps) how old is your baby? Two and four. Two and four. Yeah. yeah. But I, but now that they're both in school, which is like as of a week, like they're both in school a week ago. um, It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One more question before we get into take a break and talk about our teenage boy, Mm. because I want Mm -hmm. a preview of what Mm. I have to come. Mm -hmm. Were you, um, when it came to dating and then introducing people to your boys, especially like you said, you have two boys. I mean, I even see mine now are protective of me. So I can't even imagine as they got older being very protective of their mommy. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Well, um, it's it's that's been a bit of an evolution because you know I've been divorced now for 13 years from their dad. So, you know, you can imagine I by the way was married again, which mm-hmm. that story is so long that we'd be here all day. But <laughs> but I think earlier on um I was they were a lot younger so I was a lot more disciplined about it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to confuse them. I didn't right. want them to not understand. I didn't want a guy to come in one week and then be gone. You know, obviously that would be highly unhealthy. Um, so I remember that I will say about my second husband, it was six months before he met them. And but I remember it like causing friction in the relationship because I was so kind of like, no, they're my babies. You can't meet them. You know, it's like, I don't know if this is going to last. Was he the one who was like, introduce me already? Well, what it became was he's like, I'm so in love with you. I'm so, you're my best friend. All of the reasons, you know, we, it was looking like we would lean towards marriage the whole bit. He had lived in London at the time, Mm -hmm. but it was like, but the biggest part of you is that you're a mom and I don't know your kids. So it was like this section of me Mm -hmm. was invisible to him because he couldn't be a part of it and so he felt very alienated because of that which is understandable but on the same token I was like I gotta know this is for real I gotta know this is you know gonna go the distance and so so I was I was very protective of them at that time and waited and we did get married and we were together eight years and it was all fine it worked out great um but with Nick my current boyfriend um it was one of those two where I was like you know 
I'll decide when you meet them. It'll be a thing, you know, and I it certainly, you know, there's structure around it, but it just so happened that he was over on a Friday night and we were in the kitchen. And when your kids are coming and going and they're teenagers, like they were all supposed to be at a basketball yeah. game. One of them was supposed to be an own overnight. And literally they showed up with like 10 friends playing basketball. Nick's standing in my kitchen. I was like, oh, I guess you're going to meet my kids. Like it was just right. like that. And Which honestly, it worked better. out great yes. because he wasn't nervous. They weren't nervous. I wasn't yeah. overthinking did it. Did they know that you had a boyfriend? Yeah, they did because again, they're so smart and they're so old. I mean, I remember Orion, my youngest at the time was I think like 12 and we were on spring break vacation in Mexico or something. And we were sleeping in the same bed in the hotel room or something. And he was like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, he can oh, tell when I'm texting. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. I'm, yes. like, such an open book. So he kind of, you know, they pick up on things. Of course. You know, they're smart and they're so older. Cute. I have yeah. a quick question. So I know a couple people who are separating. Um, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of moms listen to this podcast who are not married, who are single, or who are thinking about getting separated or going through a divorce. Like, is there anything that you would say to them because if they're in the in the beginning of it and they think they're never going to you know be the same and never get out of it and um, is there anything words of wisdom or something you would say you could say to them that will you know reassure them that it's going to be okay because you look at you and you know you have been divorced you have two beautiful amazing children um and you're great and you're okay and mm. you know maybe if they're in the beginning stages of this and they're just freaking out is there anything you yeah. would say to them that's a good question i actually I hear that a lot from people asking because I know um, and understand the fear associated with, A, being alone or not having a partner or raising your kids by yourself. And, and also a lot of, you know, women, you know, not even wanting to go back out there again because that seems selfish. So I'll just mm -hmm. be a mom and I'll just do that. And um, I mean, listen – I, I self-love is so important and I feel like our kids are so smart and so in tune with um, how we're doing. Like it's like the unspoken energy. And so, you know, listen, I would just tell each person to listen to their inner compass and what really will serve them. Not maybe not everybody should go out and, you know, date again tomorrow and maybe they'll never get married again or maybe they will. But Life, it's the blanket general statement that life is whatever we want it to be. If you mm -hmm. want a family again, then then you have to manifest that. You have to put that energy out there again. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was single one time and I was with a girlfriend. Because you are right. I've been lucky. Like, I, I find love. I, I, I have really wonderful relationships. I'm even friends with all of my exes, which is weird. But I feel like all those things are choices that we make. And yeah. so everyone can have that. And now I've said about the co-parenting thing a thousand times, like, I get it. Some people are like, well, yeah, that's easy for you because your husband didn't cheat on you with the nanny and like right. refused to talk to you and not pay yeah. child support. I get it. Like, I couldn't imagine co-parenting with someone who did all of that to me. So I've I've been really fortunate. But I just, I believe everyone can have whatever it is they really, really want. But you have to kind of name that. You have to claim that. You have to act accordingly. You can't just say it. You have to put yourself out there. You have to take care of yourself and go, you know, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like if they're in it fresh, like mm -hmm. they're going to feel here. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. You can't compare. 
You have to trust, I think, the decision that you're making for yourself and your own happiness and trust that that will trickle down for your family. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, they read energy and they read feelings and they're going to trust, they trust you. Mm -hmm. Whether they fight you or not, they trust you and they They look to you with their lives. So you are a beautiful example of all things. Um, And we're going to be right back because we're going to make you talk teenage boy stuff. I have have serious (laughs) questions for you. All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) Do you ever feel like the new year just reminds you of everything you didn't do the year before? Yeah, I've talked about course. this before. The new year, a lot of people are like excited and, and resolutions and this new time, but I actually, it stresses me out a new year. Yeah. So me too, by the way, and I'm feeling that way right now. Mm-hmm. So there's something called Talkspace and it's the most convenient and affordable way to get the support of a licensed therapist. How yes, cool is that? It, you match with one of over 5,000 therapists based on your preferences from the privacy of your own device. And you start messaging with your therapist the very same day via text, audio, picture, or video. And your therapist will provide ongoing guidance and support so you can see concrete change at your own pace. That's so amazing. So start 2020 off strong with Talkspace. It's the support you need to help achieve your goals at a price you can definitely afford. And you can get $100 off your first month when you use code MAMA when you sign up. So don't wait for another year to go by. Please do not. No matter what 2019 was like, oy vey, set yourself up for success in 2020. Yes, and match with your perfect therapist today at Talkspace.com or download the mobile app. And don't forget to use code MAMA for $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com, promo code MAMA. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, we are back. Let's talk mommy to teenage boys. Um, Okay, so my boys are two and six, so it's like I've got the same thing. Tell me what I have to look forward to. I want to know all about girls, sex. Do you ever see them walking in the masturbating? Like, all of it. I think of oh all the God. time about, like, I'm so in the, the trenches of, like, about, I wanna, Are you open about sex? Like, I want to, let's, can we talk yeah, about sex first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sex I mean, like, yes. I wish they were in the room. I could embarrass the heck out of them. Oh, my God. Should we call them? Um, you know, the, the first talks about sex, you know, I feel like were sparked, at least in my situation, you know, I think the fifth grade marker, because it's like a school thing where mm-hmm. it's like you yeah. want to time the conversation with the health class, where at least in my And kid, also what their friends are saying, right? Right, right, right. At that time, I think, I mean, 10 is... I couldn't imagine talking about it any earlier than 10, but this was 10, borderline 11. It's pretty early. So I remember those conversations. And again, kudos to my ex, Kyle. Like, we would do these together, and it was really nice. And But it was very basic. You know, it was very basic back then, 10, 11. Like, this is the birds and the bees and bringing it down and stuff. I do remember shortly thereafter, um, and I, I sometimes get my memories of both the boys mixed up, but... Speaking of masturbation, like, yeah, I would, oh, the first signs. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. Oh, my God. What were they? Uh, like, <laughs> tissue, like, like tissue crumpled up next to their bed or, or <gasps> oh, my God, my oldest son. Thank God he'll never listen to this. But, thank like, God. to this day, I'm like, how many more bottles of lotion can I find under the bed at once? It's oh. just it's just like, are you serious? It's like so obvious. I'm like, there it goes again under the bed. And like, I have, I love, this is not a, a great endorsement for Kai fragrance, but I have Kai fragrance like near every sink in the house. And I'm like, when it's like next to their bed, I'm like, duh, you know, oh, that kind of thing. Oh my God. But I do remember when it was, <laughs> this poor kid. So um, I do remember when Austin was 
first going there, and now I'm calling him by name. He's going to kill me. Oh the poor kid's going to okay. need so much therapy. Um, but I remember having that conversation with their dad, who didn't live with us, obviously, at the time, and be, it being like, like, you know, you just have to let them have their space. And, yeah. of course, like, mm-hmm. the last thing I'm going to do is shame them about it or go talk to that right. them about that. That was just – this is very natural. This yeah. is very healthy, actually. And so you're aware of it as a mother. It is obviously awkward. But let me tell you, you get used to it because it doesn't end. Right, right. It does not <laughs> it's stop. It's just part of life. Yeah. Does he, do any of the boys ever ask you for advice or do they go to your Kyle, is that his mm, name? Kyle. Um, mm. Do they ever say, like, Mom, like, I really like a girl. Like, I don't, like, is there anything? Yeah. Sex, like, will they They've never you? asked about sex beyond, you know, listen, I think the conversations, the serious conversations I've had in recent years, to be honest, the obvious are condoms. protection. Yeah. Yes, and condoms. But even more than that in recent years, and thank God, because it just, you know, it reminds me to drive home the conversation that no means no. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another yeah, one that's yes. so important. It is a big responsibility for men right Yes, now. absolutely. And so not only that, the whole no me no like it's like if unless it's a resounding yes it's a no it's not a oh maybe like then that's a no you know so having those conversations uh those take place um not often because i think i made my point but i think they get it um they're they're smart boys but also the social media piece that you guys would never think about 20 years ago Mm -hmm. i mean they have friends or kids they know um through sports or their schools or whatever who have been um completely like kicked out of school and expelled and there's all there's so much drama surrounding girls sending naked pictures Mm. boys you know circulating said pictures schools getting involved regulating this stuff is it the school's job to do that like there are those are the conversations i'm having in the bleachers of baseball right that you it's like mind-blowing you know it's like that 13 reasons why show yeah that really does go on and so these are the things that you're trying to police and navigate and understand so i have those conversations with my boys like social media it can define you it can wreck you it can ruin you like you you cannot even engage with that stuff if you see it you just can't because your oldest is 18 right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow yeah um, so it's now he's on his own. <laughs> as far as that goes, I mean, right. as far is as he it, applying it, to colleges? Um, right yeah, now? yes, he just graduated mid-December, so oh he's like a mid-year graduate. Oh. So he'll be going in the fall, but we're in that process. As well. Okay, wow, wow. it's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Thing. It's just you know what? It's funny. It's like you always think like, okay, I got through the baby stage. You're like, okay, now he's he's talking. Now he's potty trained, but it just mm-hmm. it just never ends because I can even think of me now. Like I still call my mom for things like, and I. It that doesn't stress me out though. Mm-hmm. It makes me excited because I'm like I will forever yes. be needed and I will forever be learning mm-hmm. because I I never ever want to figure it out. Like right. I love yeah. the feeling of growing and learning and being humble and apologizing. Like those yeah. are the things that make me feel the best. And so I love the idea that this whole motherhood thing will never end is yeah. there is there an age that you've just said like wow this is the best like oh, when they turn question. like 15 mm. or 16 is there something that clicks with mine your is 18 months right now oh, <laughs> I love that, that is a great that's age. so funny oh my gosh um I will say I'm really loving 14 mm. because and I I loved it with Austin and I really like it with Orion also because you start to see them really become like start to become this young man in and of their own right and exercise all this independence and almost like a little, you know, swagger and like 
really start to identify who they are in the world. Like they have to start, you know, operating that way uh, as an individual, not as, you know, a little boy. Yeah. Um, But they're still close and they still want to hold your hand they still let you scratch the back they still oh. like orion is just you know his the I thing he name, says thank you right? it's like orion the constellation but with an a so a little softer oh. but so he i love a names for some reason so austin oh, and so orion pretty. but like now like the thing he says like every time he leaves the house he's like okay stay in touch stay in touch like because he wants to be like it's just his way of like we're still close yes. and i was in the nail salon the other day i'll never forget and he walked in because he bikes in the area or whatever, skateboards. And I was in the nail salon. He needed money, of course. So he walks in. And like, <laughs> so that never ends. That okay. never ends. Right. And the, everyone's sitting around me. And he walks in. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll get out my wallet. And, and all, everyone's kind of watching him, this little kid walk in yes. with a skateboard. And he's like, all right. And he turned and he's like, stay in touch. It was just like this, like, it was like he was 25. Oh, and like, over sure, like, yeah, stay in touch. Like, I love you, mom. I love yeah. you, mom. I love you, mom. And love everyone mom. in there went, and I was like, yeah, so I do like this age that because it's really like, cute. and, and, you know, high school is such a impressionable time and a shape defining yeah. time in their lives. So it's, it's just interesting that he's embarking on what, you know, cause a lot changes between 14 and 18, what oh, you yeah. do, what you study, what your interests are. And that then leads you on your journey to adulthood. So I do like 14. Okay. I'm kind of enjoying well, 10 it. 10 more years for and me. And I always feel like those little moments, I mean, I get them now too. It's just like, it's just those feelings like. Not that I did something right, but, like, I'm so glad that you feel what I've been trying to mm-hmm. connect with you yeah. and have in this mm-hmm. relationship. It's it's just so nice when it things is. like that it's happen. It is. It's so fulfilling. It is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing so beautifully. We're oh, not going to let so. you go yet, though, because we're going to make you come back for our shitty mommy segment. Woo, woo. Oh, I can um, headline that one. All right. Well, we'll read <laughs> the listeners first and then throw it all to you, okay. but we will be right back. Calling all Gleeks. I'm Kevin McHale. And I'm Jenna Ushkowitz. We became best friends on the set of Glee. And now we're doing the Glee recap podcast you have been waiting for. How romantic. Each week we'll take you behind the scenes. Spill all the Glee tea. And break down episodes from season one with former cast, crew, producers, and writers that brought the show to life. Starting January 16th on Showmance. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we are back with some shitty mommy. I'm going to read first from Marielle. This seems like a good one. Shitty mommy! She says, I think I'm finally ready to talk about this one. About a month ago, I gave my one-year-old his dinner, and then I needed to clean up. Many months ago, he got his hands on an empty travel size bottle that you'd put shampoo or something in and became one of his favorite toys. So to keep him occupied while I cleaned up his dinner, I grabbed his little toy bottle, opened it up, squirted a puff of air in his face, which always makes him giggle. Well, the bottle I picked up tonight was not the empty one. It was full of dapple. Dish soap. I squirted dish soap directly into my baby's eye. I immediately threw him in the sink and started rinsing his face. Both of us were crying. I called poison control, the pediatrician, my husband's uncle, who's a doctor. Thankfully, the dapple is plant-based and my son's eye is completely fine, but boy, did I feel like the shittiest mommy. Oh, my mommy. God. <laughs> thank God it wasn't like Lysol or something. Right. Like, dapple's fine. And plant-based. Yeah. Woo, thank goodness. Oh, my God. I would have been like, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Poor mama, though. I know. That's hard. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kat, your turn. Ooh, shitty mom thing I've done. Like any, anything. What comes to mind? 
<sighs> You're like, I have 18 years of this shit. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm just trying to think of something recently, and it goes back with being completely open and, and discussing things that people don't talk about. And it reminds me of something you already said today about saying you're sorry. With my oldest, we we have trouble when there's conflict um, keeping it cool during the conflict. It mm. escalates really quick. Mm. And no matter how hard I try to remain calm and then you remain calm and then it escalates and then his, you know he's yelling or there's any kind of anger um we just had like a huge blow up like three nights ago which resulted in me taking his car away like mm. it was a, a pretty big situation but we always recover pretty well because of that that i'm saying sorry and people mm. owning up and not being proud of how we act right or, you know i go to bed with guilt after those <sighs> situations and just cry myself and i'm like oh and then i worry and then you know because you say things you don't mean and it just can yeah. be especially when you're you're fighting again it's not like the spread is you know it's not a four-year-old it's someone right. you're arguing with an adult when your yes, son is 18 yeah. and it's so i mean let me tell you words are said and it's not nice it's like mm -hmm. uh, and again i always try to avoid that because i know austin is so passionate he's so creative he's one of the but he's so emotional so it's hard to have a really level-headed exchange over a disagreement without it turning into world war three right. and so then People, you know, we take chunks out of each other and it just feels terrible. Mm. Thank God we're so close. I had a really, really bad pregnancy with Austin. Like, mm. I was on bed rest for five months. Whoa. Oh my God. Preterm labor. So, when he was born, it was like my miracle child. Yeah. We've always been so connected. We're one of those, like, you know, he's halfway across the country. Like, you know, all that weird yeah. stuff that happens, like, we feel very, very close. So, when we fight, it's like not. Yeah. It's not nice, yeah. but we come back from that, thank God, um, maybe closer, I guess. I'm yeah. trying to not, like, rip myself apart too much over it or be too uh, – but that's my shitty mom. No, that's my shitty mom contribution because I'm human, and I yes. wish I could say that didn't happen at my house, but it did. I mean, we were – it was pretty – it was pretty nasty, and I feel so bad about it after. And no matter what I say to myself, like, I'm not going to let it go there. And then yeah. it does. But yeah. he's going to be in a relationship one day and have these heated, passionate blowouts, and he's going to remember the apologies, and he's going to remember the reprieve, and he's going to remember that it's okay, and that you're not going anywhere, and you still love him. And yeah. so it's actually yeah. a gift. It's the tough love part that's been the hardest for me. For I sure. say that too as you guys get, you know, your kids get older. I think that's, it's, you know, sometimes it's more clearly defined when kids are younger, you know, meeting their basic needs. And you like, you mm -hmm. know, all the, the, the manual, there are more manuals going around yeah. about how to raise toddlers and, and young adolescents but the teenage the teenage years are so it's like they're just far less um concrete way more mm -hmm. abstract so you're always just kind of guessing it's yeah. a lot of guesswork and then when you incorporate the vapes these days the depression Ugh. the suicide rates kids being isolated because of social media i mean all of that I'm not in there. prepared for that no. yet. I, well, I'm you know what it is? You feel helpless. Because, yeah. you know, you know if your child scrapes a knee, you know what to do. You put the antiseptic on, you put the battery, the Band-Aid on, you know how to take care yeah. of a, a, a child. But, like, as a teenager, as a mom, I, I often feel helpless. That's mm. 
the part that's hard because I know when we have a blow up like that, there's so many other factors involved. It's not even about the Xbox as it was about that night. It's about like a thousand things and respect and all these things that you want to teach. But um, it's it's really tricky. It's really, really tricky. There's so many things I'm imagining that they hold in their head and they're mm-hmm. and and they're upset about and things that had, they're not telling you yes. that you just like are always like I wish you would just tell me everything yes. that's on your mind but but it all bottles up. That's well, sometimes I most. go back for myself, which I actually like try and ask my kids themselves is like, okay, what was actually upsetting me in that moment? What was I feeling? Mm-hmm. And for my son, I'll be like, where in your body were you feeling it? What what really, why did you hit your brother? What made you that upset in that moment? And then so they can, we can really recognize like what our triggers are mm-hmm. so that we can possibly be aware of it more when we're in the heat of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my husband That's and I exercise. try and do that. But... That's really, really good. But <laughs> then you even bring up therapy. I mean, a lot of teens today are going to therapy, but even when I suggest that for my like, if they don't want to go, like you, yeah, you can't right. make your kids do things right, at a certain no. age. What am I going to drag them there? You know, yeah. so some of that stuff it, it does weigh on you, but you just have to keep at. I mean, just like we do, yeah. we, we're going to do it our whole lives. Like you said, it's yeah. not going to ever end because no. it's a relationship that lasts forever, which is beautiful. The highs, the lows, all yes. of it. I wouldn't trade it for anything and i do feel like i learn people are always like oh having kids you you're you're always teaching no no no. no. oh i'm learning Learning. about myself everything everything it is it's a beautiful beautiful thing i I love watching you talk about your older sons just because it's it's just so beautiful to see how much you love them and just makes me feel so excited Mm. to have my kids grow up Kat, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Again, it's Naked Podcast with Kat Sadler. And I am Kat Sadler on Instagram, right? How you can find her. Yes. You're amazing. I'm so happy to see you. You guys are doing great work. Thank Thank you you so much. needs to be out here. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're going to leave you guys with a mama said. Remember, mama said, do not fear childbirth. That's the easy part. There's no epidural for motherhood. (sighs) Bye, guys. Not wrong. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakeway. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Talkspace. Start 2020 off strong with Talkspace. Get $100 off your first month when you use code MAMA when you sign up. The Real Real. Get 20% off select items now at therealreal.com using promo code REAL. The Goop Lab. The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow launching on Netflix January 24th. And remember, all of the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. (laughs) Whether you're a fan of wellness and lifestyle site Goop or just curious about wellness topics that push the boundaries, you are going to want to watch The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow launching on Netflix January 24th. I am so excited for this. So in episode one, Gwyneth says... We're here one time, one life. How can we milk the shit out of this? Which is the impetus behind what drives Gwyneth's curiosity into these topics. Yes, it's hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop Chief Content Officer Elise Lonin. And the six-episode series guides the deeply curious viewer through an exploration of wellness topics. They have a psychedelics episode, which... 
I'm very into. I did mean, you, you know, the, I love- uh, did you see the uh, commercial for this? Yes, I'm obsessed. By the way, and there's somebody named Dr. John Amaral, who I have had the pleasure of having many sessions with. So she gets to share his magic with the world, which I'm very excited for everyone. Wait, to speaking see. of magic, there is a female pleasure episode, mm-hmm. which is Cutter literally to going that. to blow my mind. I mean, doesn't she have no a candle out called "This Smells Like My Vagina"? Yes. Anyway, there's an yes. energy healing episode of the one I was talking about with Dr. John Amaral, anti-aging cold therapy, psychic medium. I mean, this is right up my alley. So The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow launching on Netflix January 24th. Watch it with us. 